When I was a kid, I wanted to be an orthodontist when I grew up, and now I've started my own ice cream business. Hi, I'm Ben Hanani. Welcome to How Do You Do, a podcast featuring creative guests sharing the nuances of their process. Just a quick reminder to subscribe, rate, and review the show on Apple Podcasts is the most helpful thing you can do for the podcast. My guest today is Nika Tardiri, a Los Angeles native and a longtime ice cream aficionado. Nika previously worked in social media and influencer marketing before starting Nika's Ice Cream. What started as a quarantine hobby turned into a small business where she sells her small batch custard ice creams. To date, she's created over 20 unique ice cream flavors. Coffee Cookie and Cardamom Crunch are my favorites, and she's collaborated with the likes of Alfred T. and Love Pot. Without further ado, welcome to the pod, Nika. Thank you. Wow, what a nice introduction that was. Of course, of course. I'm so <laughs> thrilled to have you. As you know, I'm a huge fan of your ice creams, and I'd love to start from the very beginning. What was the inspiration? Did you grow up making desserts, or was this something that kind of emerged as you had a little more time during quarantine? Totally. Um, I definitely grew up making a lot of dessert, but not ice cream. Ice cream was something I never really dabbled in until I think it was my 25th birthday that my brother got me an ice cream maker. And ever since then, I've been addicted. But during quarantine, especially, I started like making ice cream for friends and family. And then I started coming up with the idea of like, hey, let me sell this. If people are enjoying it, like, why not? So at first, I was doing deliveries, which was um intense <laughs> yeah and it, it required a lot of planning but now I'm doing pickups and it's been an awesome yeah yeah and I mean when did it occur to you that this could be a business I think I just really jumped in you know and I yeah. was like let me just like put something together let me create branded cups you know and then after it started happening then I was like okay wait it is an actual business like there's uh, an opportunity to really do this. So yeah, I kind of just like went with it and here we are. (laughs) For people who aren't yet familiar with your ice cream, I think if you told them, hey, there's a coffee cookie flavor, it's coffee, which is an awesome flavor and we have Oreos and all that, of course they would be excited. I'm curious, how do you even conceive of these flavors? What is is your inspiration process and your, I guess your R&D process when it comes to coming up with these flavors? Well, I was, at first I was like, how is there not like a coffee cookie like flavor out there? That was like the first flavor I came up with. Um, it sounded like it's such a no-brainer <laughs> to me. Um, and it was, it's still a hit right now, but it started as my first flavor. And then from there, I kind of just like really wanted to get as creative as possible. Um, so like the R&D process is my favorite part of like the whole ice cream process, just because that's where I get to be as creative as possible. So for example, like cardamom crunch when your yeah. favorite <laughs> um, and mine, um, that was like nothing like that existed. And the way that one especially came about was since I, I've grown up drinking Persian tea and chai, chai and I bought. Um, as as you say, I wanted to like really create something unique and something that touched upon my culture, you know. So that one create that was a lot of uh, testing. That one had a lot of t- testing, whether what Sohan I want to use, what else I want to incorporate, 
how long I want to steep tea in there. So that one is definitely one of the most unique and was one of the most fun to create just because there's really nothing like it out there. Yeah, you're doing a lot of testing on these cool new flavors. Yes. How do you know when it's ready to go? How do you decide, okay, it's ready for mass consumption now? You know, sometimes it could take a couple tries to figure out the right like base process or what the right mix-ins I want to use or just the flavor in general. And sometimes it just works on the first try. Um, Like just this last weekend, it was my mom's birthday and I made her an ice cream cake. And I knew, I know she's always been wanting to make, for me to make like an orange chocolate inspired flavor. So I was like, this is my chance. This is a good time to like really test it out. Like it's just my family that's really going to try it. So I really had like no pressure really, or I really got to just like go and run with it. So, and that turned out great on the first try. So, (laughs) but sometimes, sometimes it doesn't like, for example, I, last year about last year almost um I made some like a chocolate covered strawberry flavor and I didn't realize how hard it was to work with something like a strawberry just because it's so water dense and that really affects like the texture of ice cream so I and ice cream is like such a science I've learned (laughs) that you know it was just there was a learning curve there and I've tried that batch a couple of times until I got where I wanted to be but not like quite exactly so there's definitely struggle in it it's not every time isn't going to work out but I try to get there (laughs) yeah and to your point about how it's a science I had no idea how intense the process was until I asked you about it and you were telling me how it takes days to make these ice creams it's not just like an hour or two here and there it's a very methodical process what goes into that just so we can fully appreciate the ice cream that we enjoy totally Thanks for asking. Yeah. Yes, I feel like people don't really know about like the process of ice cream. And every different recipe is different, but for a custard base, at least it takes, for me, it takes like two days. So the first day and the first step is to creating like a batter and heating that up to a temperature where the, the eggs are tempered because I use egg in my custard, as well as just letting it steep in the refrigerator like overnight. That just gives it a better body, a better taste. So 24 hours later or so, um, I churn and mix in the mix-ins and I pack it and put it in the freezer and let I have to at least let it freeze for a couple hours too so it's the right texture when someone picks it up. Yeah, it's a process. Yeah, I have a lot of admiration for people like yourself who have dived into a skill that they did not have prior experience with. <laughs> how did you how did you yeah. learn these things? Is it a matter of YouTube? Like what how where are you going to learn this knowledge? Totally. At first, I was pulling from different recipes I was coming across, and and it took a lot of time to figure out what my like base was going to be. So like for all of my flavors, I have like the Nika base, yeah. like the core base that I pretty much use for everything. So I tinkered around with different ratios and like different things I could add in and and whatnot. The amount of eggs, the amount of cream, sugar, you know. So. It took a while, but I feel like I'm at a place where it keeps my product as consistent as possible and is where I want it to be. So that took a while in the beginning. I didn't really rush into selling my product at first because I just really wanted to nail that down first. And yeah, I mean, and every flavor is different too. Like every, like a Nutella flavor I had might be a little bit more creamier because of the 
oils in the in the mix you know so it it all depends on the flavor as well it sounds like from what you're saying your background <laughs> as an ice cream aficionado has really helped because you're yeah, getting in, so. yeah you're getting into the real intricacies of each flavor yeah. are you are you doing any kind of research you know when you do these flavors yeah, I'm always doing research. <laughs> so what what does research I'm look like for you yeah research um consists of a lot of ice cream eating yeah. <laughs> so i like to like honestly when i'm at the market or whatever or somewhere where there's like ice cream i i really do like to test out other people's products just because i always want to learn how to grow and and i want to always be coming out with something that i really am proud of so if I'm at the market and I'll see something I've never tried, whether it's a flavor or a brand or it's like a texture I really enjoy, <laughs> I'll go for it. And I don't know, that really, it really does help because I know what I'm striving for. You know, yeah. I know what I, I'm interested in. I like about, about like a, a flavor or a brand or whatnot. Your your yeah. ice cream reminds me kind of like a really skilled DJ because you take classics like pe- everyone oh. everyone has had coffee ice cream but then you do a remix on it like I yeah I love that know, like with coffee cookie so I thought for me this is awesome because whenever I order coffee ice cream I usually get Oreos as a topping so it it was me right too. so it was so serendipitous <laughs> that yeah. you merge them so that that's how I think about about your work is that you you start with a general idea and then you add your own flourishes to it could you talk a little bit more about the sources of inspiration going back to for example looking at your family and your heritage and put and the foundation for for a flavor like cardamom crunch let's go through some of your flavors and kind of dig deep into the inspirations behind them we've touched on cardamom crunch what are some of the other sources of inspiration that have found their way into your ice cream totally i've done i like to do flavors that are also super seasonal so like during Thanksgiving, I had a couple really interesting flavors, like uh, a candied, uh, what was it called? I'm forgetting. <laughs> a candied sweet potato. Yeah. Um, those, uh, I was just thinking about that today, but um, that was really like inspired, obviously, by Thanksgiving and a, a really different flavor that won't be really coming around during the whole the whole year. Yeah. And so it's like a fun time, it's especially a fun time for me to experiment. For example, right now I'm doing like a lemon um, shortbread and that's like summer inspired as well as like a thin mint and inspired by Girl Scout cookie season. So I, I really do like to like bring in, I keep some classics, my coffee cookie and my cardamom are usually always on my menu. And then I bring in one or two other seasonal um, flavors throughout the year. Yeah. So it depends, usually seasonally and I don't know, something I'm like craving or a flavor I just really want to try out that I think people will like. I love that because it it reminds me of when you go to a museum, for example, and they have the permanent collection and then they always have temporary exhibits (laughs) too. So it kind of reminds me of that in in a great way. That's that's one of my favorite things about, you know, going to a museum or in this case, having your ice cream is I can always count on the classics, but then there's always new stuff coming out, which I appreciate. You know, you, you touched on how it's a bit of an art it's a bit of a science there are some challenges that come up that are unique to each flavor what are some of the bigger challenges that you found yourself navigating throughout this whole crazy past year of coming up with 20 plus flavors yeah well my whole business is like has been launched on instagram so that's where i'm communicating with people that's where they're learning about nika's ice cream and 
that's where I'm marketing my product as well. So just trying to cast a wide net, you know, on, on there, where, whether it's me doing ads or um, just engaging with my audience or putting out content that people really like or don't like. Like it's, it's, there's such a push and pull, I feel like in especially in social, which is where I have, have like my most experience, but you just never know what people really like until you're putting it out there. So yeah, I've definitely gotten a lot of feedback from social media and I'm able to tell what people are interested in and people aren't. So it's been awesome. But I do find it, it's a struggle connecting with people and keeping conversation. I mean, it's not like I'm, I have my own scoop shop right now. So that's like the only other struggle I'm really facing, but I'm always down for a challenge. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I'm just figuring out the best ways to grow right now. Yeah. And that's something that struck me about your brand is just the quality of the branding is so strong. And it, it obviously comes Thanks. a bit from your background in social media, which is awesome to have. How did you conceive of the branding for this? Because obviously you have a blank slate, which is both liberating and kind of scary if you're a creative person because for there are sure. so many possibilities. So how did you decide on the branding that you have now? Well, uh, to begin, well, the cup size, I think, is like a really big, important factor in my brand since it's like one of the most unique components of Nika's ice cream is just how I have like a six ounce that doesn't really like exist in the, in the, in the market or elsewhere. So I just love how that's kind of a unique point of my brand but it's also it's hard because people I think are used to pints or like a, a bigger size but I created that size in particular so people aren't storing ice cream in the back <laughs> of their freezer for months on end yeah. and they really get to like enjoy their six ounce ice cream right then and there and giving you a chance to really try out different flavors at once I know like it's hard for me to commit to like four different pints but it's easier for me to maybe try four different flavors of mine in the six ounce size. So I really wanted to do something different with the sizing. And then with the branding, I mean, I mean it's just strange because I was never really like a pink kind of girl. Uh, was, uh, my brother like pretty much raised me as like a boy. Um, and I was, was never, I was never like a pink kind of girl, but now it just kind of happened really naturally where that became like the color of my branding. Yeah. So it all it all happened really quickly where I created like the logo and it was just super natural and I wanted it to be like very homey and the tape makes it very like homemade feel. So um, right now I'm really enjoying that still. So and I think people like that. I think they like how it's really like homey and homemade feel. Hundred percent. I for those who haven't yet tried your ice cream, when you're talking about the tape, you're talking about when somebody picks up an ice cream, it says the flavor on a piece of pink tape that you've handwritten, I assume, right? Super chill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, it makes it it makes it feel like you're actually getting it from a human being, which which you are, as opposed yeah. to just a mass yeah. produced thing at a grocery store. And I think that's part of the appeal of the brand, right? Is if somebody wants yeah. wants a quality artisan ice cream, essentially, you're the best person to go to. So it makes a lot of sense that you totally. leaned into that totally. on the branding side as well. And I mean, the other cool thing about the branding is how you've been able to collaborate with other brands and it's worked so harmoniously. So for example, Alfred T and Love Pot, tell us a little bit about those collaborations and how it made sense yeah. uh, for both brands. Yeah, um, I think those all really happen naturally, which is what I really loved about collaborating with 
those two brands especially, but I was creating like a matcha Alfred tea, Alfred tea matcha uh, flavor with, with that also included Oreos and they caught wind of that and it was just really sporadic and we just had like a collab and a giveaway, which really helped. I feel like me on an aspect where there was just more recognition and more eyes on my products slash my brand. So I think a collaborating is always a good opportunity for, for both ends, you know, like you're exposing your audience to different things and people. And, you know, it's, it's a great way to like be recognized outside of your own Instagram or whatever platform you're using. And the love pot uh, shop love pot collab was inspired by 420. So it's just like a, really niche flavor I made for them and it was fun because they're um, delivering flower arrangements and my ice cream as well so it was really fun and I hope to collaborate that collaborate with them again soon and we have some other fun stuff coming up in the pipeline that I'm sure you guys will hear about very very soon oh my god I'm so excited I'm so excited. yeah you're gonna like this one. Oh man okay okay I can't wait yeah. I really can't wait I mean wow you've done you've done so much in the past year it's it's really been gratifying to witness and also enjoy. I mean, I love the ice cream. I think many people like you have found themselves starting something, whether it began as a hobby or not, and then seeing it kind of blossom. What's what's been, you know, some of the stuff that you think has been most successful in launching your business in the past year when it's been a crazy time, yet you've made it work? Like what do you what do you attribute some of your success to if you had to take a step back and analyze what's worked for you? I think that just keeping it kind of, I mean, I, I know my flavors are a little interesting, but they're also not too far-fetched, sure. you know? Um, so I think that also like being unique, but also being really relatable and desirable and things that like don't really exist, but should exist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I attribute a lot of the success around my own business to like, what has what I've come up with and and thankfully the people who have been who are my customers have been extremely loyal and I have a lot of repeat customers and that just makes my entire day and people um giving me feedback which is usually positive and hearing that always just like really is like keeping me going I'd say you know that's what really like makes it all worthwhile and being able to like meet the, my customers is also really awesome. So like when someone's coming to pick something up, I have the chance to really like have FaceTime with someone and get to know them and learn something about them maybe or a flavor they'd like to see in the future. So it's, it's always really fun um, and gratifying in that sense. To your credit. I don't know if that answered yeah, your no, question. 100%, your question, 100%, <laughs> and I want to touch on one of the points you made, which to your credit, as you said, you're making flavors that you feel don't exist, but should exist, and that people will actually enjoy and eat. And it makes me think of, for example, Salt and Straw, I'm exaggerating here, but they'll come out with like a bacon ant jalapeno ice cream, which, oh, yeah. <laughs> which, is, which is fascinating. Like it catches people's ears and attention, yeah. but I actually think their strategy is just to get attention and get people in the door. And I think they know that most people are probably not going to get a scoop of the bacon yeah. ant jalapeno. Um, but it's a strategy to get customers. And I think it works for them because they're big and they can afford to have like one out of their 20 flavors be super experimental and weird. I think, totally. I think you're making a really strong point that as someone who's leading a small business, 
it doesn't make sense to come out with, you know, the lemongrass. You have to come out with some hits. Yeah, you know? mosquito <laughs> flavor. I'm, I'm obviously making fun of them, but you have to come up with hits that people will appreciate. You, if you only totally. have five flavors, you can't afford to throw one of those as a purely experimental. Yeah. Because um, you ultimately want people to actually order and enjoy them. And by the way, I got to say, your sizing is really dangerous because I end up just yeah. being like, okay, I'm going to sit and have this all in one go. And I actually found that ever since you came out with quartz, which are way bigger, I'm more disciplined because I notice when the, oh. I notice when the quart is sinking yeah. deeper. It catches you. It catches me. But when you come out <laughs> with these smaller cups, I just say, okay, what's going on? I'll just have it now. Whatever. No big deal. And then I look back and I'm like, wow, yeah. I just had all three cups in the past two or three days. <laughs> They're definitely meant to be more guilt-free yeah. in the sense that you don't have to finish a whole pint. You could just finish one of these, you know, instead. I know, I know, but I, I still feel guilty, but um, it's, it's all good <laughs> because it's amazing ice cream and you're doing such good work. I'm really Thank happy, you. happy to support and happy to see it doing so well. So on that cheerful note, we'll wind down with a few little rapid fire questions. Firstly, all right. what's an app on your phone? And let's say not something that came with it. So like not camera or messages, but what's a just a random yeah. app on your phone that you feel like you can't live without? Well, for my business, yeah. I'd have to say Instagram, okay. <laughs> even though and I catch myself on there pretty often, too. But I would say I, I really find myself doing that. The New York Times mini crossword okay. like every night. <laughs> so I, I really like that being a part of my routine. Yeah. And I don't know if I can live without it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I had I had a phase where I was uh, on it pretty regularly and then it, it sort of faded. But yeah. I, I did enjoy it because it really it really teases your brain in a fun way. And I learn something new every time. For sure. And yeah, and I learned something new and I try to like beat my time. It's like <laughs> a game like I'm competing against myself. It's fun. That's so fun. And if you could wake up tomorrow having gained one skill or ability, what would it be? Okay, I'd say, okay, I wish I was an early riser. So I'm, I'm guilty of not being an early <laughs> riser, but I also wish I could play like an instrument or all instruments. Why not? That's a good skill. That's a great skill. Yeah. Where's a place you haven't been to yet that you hope to visit? I was supposed to be going to Mexico City almost a year ago and I had to cancel my trip because of the pandemic. Um, so hopefully I I'm able to reschedule that soon um, as well as Japan. I just I need to go. I'm like obsessed with food, so I, I need to go to Japan. Yeah, Japan is our number one answer for sure. Although Mexico City, I've also heard amazing things about, especially in the sense that you can get really great top-notch food at a pretty affordable price. You can do fine dining pretty affordably, from what I hear. Yeah, we had a we had a pretty set itinerary, so hopefully when I go back, I know like where to go and I'll have all the hits already down. Amazing. And we have a Spotify playlist where we add each of our guests song recommendations for a song they're jamming to right now. So if there's one song that you're jamming to right now that you'd like us to add to our playlist, what would it be? This is so tough for me because music is so important to me, but I would have to go with Your My by Sticks and Stones. Okay it's been hitting different <laughs> okay cool cool we'll add that to the playlist yeah. is there and i have to ask is there a certain kind of music or a playlist or an artist that you listen to while you are preparing the ice cream have you found that's part of your process at all totally i actually really really enjoy making playlists for like some of my flavors like i have one for like a raspberry sorbet, <laughs> um which is like around valentine's day and like they're all like hits like that or as my spring rose flavor i did 
spring songs. And right now I just actually posted on my Instagram, like all the songs I'm currently listening to. Um, I just made a playlist. So I'm interested in taking a look. It's up there. Yeah, for sure. I love how you personified these ice cream flavors. So I remember seeing a post that was, it was a carousel on your Instagram where you said if each flavor was a kind of person and you gave them a certain behavior. So for example, the flavor yeah. most likely to ask for the ox cord and the Uber. I thought that was amazing. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> that was so memorable. And it put, I'll be doing yeah, more of those. yeah I, I absolutely love those. That was awesome. And lastly, where can people check out your work, follow you on social media, plug all the things that you can plug. Um, it's pretty much going to be at Nika's ice cream on Instagram. Um, I do have TikTok too, but you know, Instagram is my, my main social media and where you could order from so i hope whoever's listening is is checks it out awesome yeah slide into those dms i encourage people to order the coffee cookie and cardamom crunch but order whatever catches your fancy you can't go wrong no matter what (laughs) and for those listening curious about the podcast you can also check us out on instagram at hdydpod nika thank you so much i'm gonna go finish my coffee cookie now and probably come back for more very soon (laughs) thank you ben of course it was so nice to chat likewise I hope you found value in today's conversation. If you still haven't left your review for How Do You Do Podcast, I'm going to walk you through the process right now, and it only takes 10 seconds. First, look at your phone screen and click where it says, How Do You Do Podcast, which is in purple. And if you're not seeing this, then you're probably listening to this on a different app. So I want you to click on where it says, Listen on Apple Podcasts, and then you'll see the purple link. Click that. Then you'll just scroll past all the previous episodes to where it says ratings and reviews. And all you need to do is tap the star on the far right and you've left a five-star rating. I thank you in advance for taking the 10 seconds to do that. And I really, truly appreciate you listening to this episode. Thanks for sharing it with your friends and followers. And I'll see you back here next week.